0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
2: Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for coming to this reading of Hannah's tweets. We ask that you respond with super chats and uh, with snaps as we go through this dramatic reading of some of Hannah's best work. Hi, Cash. Make me unable to walk. Some women are so weird. It's known you have fake boobs and someone asks you who your surgeon is, and you gotta be like, uh, I don't remember. Bitch, yes you do. They sliced open your boobs. She thinks your boobs look good. Gatekeeping, nice boobs, Lord. I want my bread hot, Ryan. I don't want to see anyone dancing to this song but Sean's old ass with his one eye. What the f- Arn? Shoot his ass. Give me Bailey or give me death. everyone eat ramen topless at their work desk? Or is it just me? If Joe's gonna do anything, he's gonna accidentally kill people. Why is Adam Cole and a Ghostbuster doing something to me? My house smells like burnt bacon, but we haven't had bacon and there's nothing burning or smoking. Maybe I'm having a stroke. Why is she rolling in looking like the Grinch? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Daniella's choreography. That dance between her and Amon. This is one of the best dances I've ever seen on the show. Oh, holy shit.
1: With Marcus Serena Dean on the cover of Fightful Magazine. Paul, caps Lexi, Ashley Flair, CM well, Hensler, L- Delaware. Delaware. Was for all the gals
3: and dummies,
1: the men just couldn't make the grade, so we come with sheriff K. Drake. Distraction, hey. ladies. Let's hey. hope that they can coexist. The astrological Tauruses. Distraction. Hey. Roll up,
4: whitey. Hey. Robert O'Neill. Yeah.
5: Oh, fuck Robert O'Neill. I am so thankful that you guys were able to put the
2: fuck Robert O'Neill in at the end there. <laughs> I was like very nervous that, that would be part of the show because you not booked today. But uh, thank you, Hannah. I did not realize until dramatically reading your tweets how, how much of the goat of Twitter you really are. <laughs> are you in the first trap ones? But like the Dancing with the Stars <sighs> and the Slicing Open, uh, ones, like what a wonderful. Uh...
6: <laughs> yes, thank you to Kylo. That was that was fantastic. Very much. <laughs> I was just going to
2: say, how are you, Miss Cher Delaware? How are you, Hannah?
6: I am great. Uh, to answer Kyler, that that was Jeremy's mom that said "fuck Bob O'Neill." Yeah, um, yeah, that was. That was something. Jeremy could see me uh, in the back dying as you were <laughs> reading the tweets. Um, right. <laughs> I think it was the um, "shoot his ass" that really got me. <laughs> it was. I was so glad we were debating before. I'll
2: I'll pull a Joe and I'll pull back the curtain before we go on with the show about the cold open. We were gonna do a video. It wasn't coming together the way I wanted. And we had had this idea just as a regular segment. And I was like, you know what? We'll switch it to doing this live. And we were kind of deciding, like, should Hannah be on screen for this or not? And I was like, if I see her reactions, then I'm going to corpse, which was hard enough not to do anyway.
6: At Um, one point, I took a drink and I almost spit it all over my back. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, I'm so glad I'm not on screen for this.
2: (laughs) Well, that I would have adored footage of. I would love to have seen the pop but. Uh, I'm so glad that we are doing this. I'm so glad that uh, um,
6: this needs to happen now. So, <laughs> that oh was, I will definitely talk about um, Bob O'Neill getting ran over by <laughs> different female wrestlers. <laughs> oh, oh my, my
0: goodness.
6: goodness! So, um, how you doing,
2: Miss Miss Share? How you doing, Hannah?
6: <laughs> I am doing well. Uh, been a long day, but how are you doing? been a long week my friend it's has. A long day long week
2: but i'm excited to be here on the distraction i'm very glad that joe and jeremy were too lazy to show up to work yeah. that's always a, a nice thing they don't really do a lot so especially jeremy
5: so
6: yeah um it's good <laughs> jeremy jeremy really just drinks juice boxes and dr pepper all day long so yeah. and then he goes to the gym he and then goes on runs up. yeah
2: so yeah, that's basically it. So oh,
6: He's got water.
2: <laughs> he's got yeah, there you go. Uh thank you so much to everybody in the chat. Thank you for your super chats. Feel free to keep sending them in as the show goes on. Uh I'm very excited to be here. This is going to be a really fun episode and something different than you're used to saying. I know we put out a lot of silly stuff, and I was going to uh to do this closer to the end of the show, but I think it's important to clarify up front how wonderful fightful in general is and how wonderful Jeremy is at making sure to give different points of view of people and uh, and going into this the whole angle was that jeremy was just looking for bearded white guys to give platforms to but in reality it's quite the opposite he like had said something jokingly about uh like being the reason that i'm at fightful what he didn't tell you is that that's actually kind of true a little bit he uh, he has made an extreme effort to help me out help other people out he's always giving platforms to people and uh both behind the scenes and uh from what you see on screen that is something that is fightful in general holds very deal getting different um people's points of view and women of course being a part of that and so we're gonna have a little bit of a ladies day today we're gonna be joined by Alex queen of the ring who is from church of Joshi and just a wonderful follower on Twitter jeremy saying that he fucking rules in the chat thank you so much jeremy for putting yourself <laughs> over you were supposed to be invisible on this stream sir <laughs> you're supposed to not be here i do something nice I'm trying to turn you face again I'm trying to turn myself heel again really is what i want to do but yeah uh we are going to have alex on later and then we're going to be joined by a few younger ladies to highlight who are rising voices and in, in pro wrestling and a little bit in the next generation, the next wave. And we're just going to introduce them to you and uh, talk about their experience and why they got into pro wrestling. So that's going to be really fun. We have Carissa on, we have Gishelle on, and then we have the Sea Sisters, who of course are for the ruckus. So <laughs> and, and they've been a wonderful part of the community. Yes. And I think it's it's fun to see what's up and coming. So eventually when yeah. we are officially old ladies instead of i feel like i just act like one and put on my sweats
6: at 6 p.m now yeah <laughs> i had to change out of sweats to do this so <laughs> i mean um yeah J- kyler it's not gonna be three hours i have plans tonight so no. we cannot have three hours show no um also just so everyone knows this really was jeremy's idea to have yes. us take over the show like we joked about it but this was his idea but i'm gonna go ahead and pull up some super chats if you want to read them i can control them here all right i'm uh, here to
2: support all my fave females loving the show today thank you matt I Matt's so awesome he's always supportive of the women of fightful and of pro wrestling in general just keeping things positive i got to meet him at ring of honor in philly i gave him i a- got
6: i got to meet him at all out in chicago awesome i think he said
2: he's going to final battle too so i'm excited to see awesome you. a great honor to see kate and hannah hosting the number one show in all of wrestling hope you are doing well and as always a tremendous show ahead we do have a tremendous show ahead we
6: do but jj i'm pretty sure that you are banned right now
2: you are banned you were replaced by <laughs> drew on the pr front so hit the. Press. and speaking of hey. drew with a wonderful super chat hello to the big stars he is the pr manual on Day's desks <laughs> said the name was mandatory uh i'm so happy to see the show come to life and i can't wait to hear the opinions of our special guests well we can't wait to give them too it's been quite a week in pro wrestling that is for sure
6: and we already had some other people say this as well but yeah. yes the dramatic readings i would like to have joe do some dramatic readings Joe needs to do him
2: on a stage because with his accent it should
6: feel like he's at the globe you know what I mean oh yes
2: right kayfabe bro come on (laughs) all right
6: that's what we've got for now
2: that is what we got for now but let's talk a little bit of the women's wrestling landscape in general I I think it's important to highlight this and then to dig into regular wrestling because it should be a part of the regular wrestling context, yes. but I do want to highlight it because there's just so much happening. I feel like by the time some a show happens, then two days later, it's almost like it's obsolete because there's just so much happening yes. in the wrestling <laughs> cycle right now. So I did want to take a minute to pause and just kind of pull back a little bit and, and look at things from an overview uh, we're gonna go through some of the more like notable Indies that lead into women's wrestling and then we're gonna work our way all the way up through uh through TV so uh, I'll throw it to you first what do you feel like because I, I wanted to start with something that's not controversial let's start right. with wow uh <laughs> what are your thoughts on this getting jump started uh it it's not even underway fully yet but there's obviously been a lot of controversy out of the gate both good and bad we have AJ Mendez being an executive producer obviously a ton of drama in the package that is Tessa Blanchard as well as some other things so what are your thoughts on this promotion getting relaunched in general and the way it's getting relaunched
6: Uh, (laughs) not good I mean I was excited for it when I first heard about it and then It just immediately went downhill. And I think that probably my bigger issue is just the way that they're handling everything. Like you and I have (laughs) spoken about, just like deleting the negativity doesn't mean the negativity goes away. And when you go to any of their tweets and just see all the hidden replies, it's embarrassing. And I joke all the time that if I was their social media manager, I would simply quit my job because that would be (laughs) awful. It would not be worth it. But I like, I just, I hate it. I wish that it wasn't the situation that it was, but it seems that that's what they want. They probably would not have this much buzz if it was not for the controversy surrounding it. And then the whole trying to bring in people that Tessa had, done things towards made it even worse so you know i i want it to be better than it is but this is the point that we're at
2: <laughs> that's that's pretty well said i also just want to point out definitely not john alba in the chat saying proud of you ladies if he had an emmy he would give it to us but he definitely doesn't because he's not john alba definitely definitely uh, not <laughs>
6: well the john listening. alba yeah, the John Alba I know spells his name with an H. So, I mean, definitely not John Alba.
2: You know what? Since he's not here, let's just start the wave.
6: Right? Oh, yeah, for that sure. sounds
2: like a plan. Uh, so for, as far as wow goes for myself, I, I, it's hard to reconcile that there's something that AJ Mendez is doing that I would be not excited about. And that's extremely disappointing because she right. she was, for me, the one that was a pioneer when I was watching in real time. Uh, before the women's revolution, she kind of set the table for that, I think, Mm -hmm. by demanding more screen time vocally as an advocate and also earning that screen time just through her performance. That's when things really started to turn for in my estimation when I was watching uh her and Paige were kind of the first right three women's revolution to be like, Oh right, yeah, like these women could really go. And the stories were a little bit more extensive than kind of what we've sadly reverted back to now, which we'll get into in a minute. But Those two, for me, were it, and I was so excited to see that on my screen and so excited to hear that she was coming back to wrestling. I think if at the beginning of the year you would have heard that CM Punk and AJ Mendez were coming back to wrestling, you would have lost your mind, and I still have, but...
6: Uh, You have. You have (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Of
2: course, because that was my dude, but also, you know, I think the thing that's so disappointing with Tessa in particular is... A, everything that's kind of been covered about the the lack of remorse there and them trying to profit off the back of her racist comments with the nuclear shirt. But the women's independence scene is so alive right now. And to think that you could have signed like a Willow Nightingale or somebody like there's so many good free agents out there that it's not like, well, we really have to rely on this one person because she, I mean, to her credit, is fantastic in the ring. She is known. She did. Until her comments came out, I feel like she was somebody that was a, a leading force in that with what she was doing and Impact. Uh, and and this felt like such a, a huge step back to me. And that of course on Fightful Select, which you can subscribe to at FightfulSelect.com for just five dollars, you know, we found out that they also tried to sign La Rosa Negra, who was the victim of her yes. behavior, essentially. So uh, it it just seems so misguided out of the gate, and then just from like uh ROH fan standpoint, the fact that they signed with Sinclair just made me really upset because Sinclair's had a yeah. great promotion in their backyard for yeah. years and years. So definitely frustrating on that front. I I don't know how you redeem yourself for things when you're not sorry. And I mean that from Tessa specifically and also from a company standpoint. Like they at no point have made a statement. They did not pull back the t-shirt. Like you said, they're trying to hide the negativity on social media, which doesn't work because then you can just auto-complete what all those hidden replies say in your head. Yeah. Too. So you're probably assuming that those replies feel the same way that you do in a lot of ways. So I want to want to like this, but I don't. And that's also compounded by the fact that you have things like Mission Pro Wrestling right now that are an independent promotion. I wish they would just give that a TV contract, <laughs> but yeah uh, I I think you have so much other good women's wrestling regardless of what TV is doing with it right now, that I don't feel like I have to tune in just to respect myself as a woman to watch it. Like there's so many other wonderful things happening. So let's talk about mission pro briefly. I don't know how closely you follow the product, but it definitely seems like Banda Rosa has taken this promotion and run with it in such a positive direction. And for me as a woman, it's nice to see something that isn't like, it's not covered. Like, in pink with this like apologetic attitude at the same time. It just happens to be a bunch of women who are the ones going out there and kicking ass. And when you look at who's at the front of that, that's not the least bit surprising, right? So what are your thoughts on Mission Pro and what they've been able to do so far?
6: Yeah, I agree with you fully there. I like that it's a wrestling promotion that just happens to be women. It's not that it's, Hey, we're a women's, you know, like they, it doesn't have to be, the sparkly and pink, like it's just women, badass women out there, and that's that's my favorite part, probably. Um, Sean had mentioned something on his show with Suge yesterday about how um, he wishes that AEW would buy the ROH um, video log and everything, and he was like, that would be enough for them to start their own you know, like we have all of this. And he was like, and you know, they got the in with Thunder Rosa now stream mission pro on there. And I was like, so many more people would be exposed to it in that mm-hmm. way that aren't now. And I really wish that that was more people knew about it. Cause a lot of people just know that it's just Thunder Rosa's thing. And they don't know much more about it other than that. And I really wish that more people didn't know about it because it's fantastic.
2: It's also crazy to think about how, young of a promotion it is and how far it's come in such a short time and one good thing from the exposure standpoint is they do tend to use a lot of the talent that comes through mission pro on a w dark and dark elevation so that's wonderful news but i agree with you that it would be nice to see them take an even bigger step but they are young and they are new and they have a lot of time so i'm just very excited that we have that to kind of counter what i feel like wow is doing a little bit because i don't know about you but i feel like Everything that happens with women's wrestling is carries so much more weight. Like if mm-hmm. something bad happens with it, it's catastrophic. And if something good happens with it, sometimes it's put on an even better pedestal, which is great. Right. Not assigned equal weight, but I just feel like, and I talk about it all the time, like representation-wise, if there's one match on a card. And it's a women's match. If that match sucks, the narrative becomes women res- women's wrestling sucks. Right. So when you see something like this, it's like, oh well, all women's m- wrestling promotions are bad. Like that's I think right. what a lot, a lot of people's thought processes are. So I'm very glad that we have something active counteracting that. And to your point, I hope it gets more exposure than it's had. So yeah, rules. So we mentioned ROH. Obviously, a lot of uncertainty there, which breaks my heart because there were. Plenty. oh we will pause for the super chat excited about me mis- i'm not even gonna pretend i can pronounce it i'm so bad
6: <laughs> i hate Don't butchering names i know um, i want s- to it's that i'm nervous i want to say it's may saruga saruga but i i i'm I so sorry. sorry i'm Joining so Ami sorry
2: a <laughs> w would be a great faction was and rio if they gave them t- the tv time they deserve I have been whining for months (laughs) about the fact that there should be all women's factions and not only AEW's women's division, because it's consistent with what's going on in the men's programming. I don't watch a lot of Joshi. I just don't have the time. I should. Uh, But I, my understanding is, and from what I do know is that much of Japanese women's wrestling is staple heavy. Like that's basically how they run Out of their programming like they do in the men's in Japan. So I think that that would be so beneficial for a lot of reasons. One, if there's a language barrier, you can just assign them a mouthpiece. And two, it would be a different type of story that then is being told in the women's division. You could build up like this Britt Baker kind of mini stable that's happening and have counter-programming against that. And three, it's just how wrestling is told when you're using Japanese talent, like it would be a nice point of familiarity. So I I couldn't agree with that super chat more.
6: All right, we got one more.
2: (laughs) Not share. Sean isn't here to steal credit for the idea. That was all her idea. That AEW buying ROH is like one hundred percent.
6: Don't watch, listen, you boy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't watch, listen, you boy. Definitely, you'll have no idea the wonderful
2: show night and what he talked about on there. Definitely, don't go watch that. Don't leave a like on it. Don't check it out. (laughs) It wasn't awesome. Uh, <laughs> no. so did talk about ROH a little bit. I am so bummed for many reasons. There were plenty of weeks where ROH and their one hour was my favorite wrestling that was on television that week. I loved what they were offering. It felt like the closest thing to NXT 1.5. We've been calling it for me. Felt like that sports-based alternative that everybody loved. Jonathan Gresham was kind of taking the wrestling world by storm there. And one thing that they did was, uh, let Maria Kanellis Reboot the women's division in a really, really great way. I thought the talent that they had sourced for that and where they were headed with that, especially with, uh, you know, you had Roxy being your champion. They had signed Trisha Dora and looked yeah. like they were setting up some really cool stuff with Shane Taylor promotions from that. It looked like they were doing a really great job of organically taking the women's talent that was on the indies and giving them a platform as well as calling in your ringers like Chelsea Green. So I was very bummed to see that be uncertain now. We'll see what happens, but that was something that was so compelling for me. And one thing that ROH was doing really well in general that I don't think was talked about enough because they weren't going around patting themselves on the back for it was there was a a lot of diversity there and a lot of representations within that diversity. Not every Hispanic wrestler was a luchador. Not every black wrestler was Jonathan Gresham or Shane Taylor. Like there were a lot of, viewpoints and nuances within those viewpoints that gave a lot of diversity there that was also the case in the women's division you were building you had miranda alizé you had willow nightingale you had trisha adora i i really am bummed that that doesn't get talked about more but i'm glad roh doesn't act like they deserve a ton of shine for the thing that everybody's doing right right What were your thoughts on the way they unfolded the women's tournament? And just to circle back, Ian Riccoboni has been unapologetically giving credit to Maria Kanellis for being the one to reboot that, which I think is just very cool to see.
6: Um, Maria is a great mind to have in wrestling anyway. Like she always talks about how she learned so much from Paul Heyman and like whether you like Paul Heyman or not, Paul Heyman nose wrestling. I mean, so I was really excited when I saw that they were going back to Ring of Honor and then all the things that she was doing. Some of the stuff felt a little like contrived, but I mean, that that happens, you know, when she was announcing, I think it was when she was announcing Chelsea and Chelsea still had the broken wrist and came out. It felt very like we know what's happening and we still have to do this whole big thing for it. And it was just kind of weird, but I was excited for all of it. Um, Trisha Dora is great. Just fantastic as, as is Roxy. And so when we got the news last week of everything, I was, I was more stressed out, I guess, or upset (laughs) for them than the men, because it always seems like men find places to land a lot faster than women do when things happen like that, especially because WWE doesn't tend to do much with more than like five women and AEW is getting better, but they still don't do much with their women either. So, I mean, like we've got the tournament happening and everything, but even still, so I'm like, Oh, I just really hope that they, land somewhere because they are fantastic. Just great.
2: Absolutely. And you can read about the fact that AEW was interested in their champion Roxy on 5 plus select, like how which you can subscribe to for five dollars. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna go a little faster through uh these just kind of women's booking on TV right mm-hmm. now because it'll take up the rest of the show if I don't. But let's talk about uh, Impact AEW and WWE. What do you think is going right? What do you think is going wrong? And who do you think is doing the best? Um, <laughs> do you want me to go first?
6: <laughs> yeah, why,
2: why don't you go first? <laughs> All right, well, who's doing the best is like consistently for. Uh, well over a decade now for decades now seems to be in my opinion impact like they have always been at the forefront of women's wrestling and it's it's so funny to me because everyone I'm sure you get this the magical unicorn syndrome of like how do we get female viewers what do the women want and it's like the same stuff that happens in the men's like but storytelling ass kicking difference in styles impact is so great at that like they uh the the knockout knockout's knockdown i keep trying to flip that in my brain the knockout's <laughs> knockdown uh was was such a perfect example of that i was like this is a microcosm of everything impact does right with women's wrestling you had logical storytelling you had incredible matches every match felt different than the one before it that's kind of how they work across the board they made tasha steals that night but had somebody else as the champion like they're great at, at yeah. booking losers that still winning something in a, in a sense. So Impact, I think, is doing it the best. They continue to do it the best. And I hope more people pay attention to that. I think AEW is way too slowly, but surely starting to get there. I think they had to wait for the talent to catch up to where they want to be able to book them. There was definitely some talent that was green in the beginning and a lot of things that just complicated their situation. A lot of injured talent from superstars. I mean, that's how Brick got herself over, but you also had Chris Statlander out and things like that. And along with that, I think they were planning on using a lot of Japanese talent who just literally couldn't enter the country. So a lot of complications to getting this division started. It is inching along. I do think they still have a very long way to go. I think when you have a champion like Sheeta and a star like Tay Conti and they're both so over and you can't find the TV time to keep them on your screen, that's really bad. And you're right, that Rampage has helped with that a little bit, but that's one minor consequence to Dark getting cut to being a little bit shorter was they used to load those up with women's matches. I Mm -hmm. think they were still kind of seeing which talents they liked and might want to sign at that point, too. That was kind of an audition, but that used to be like half women on, on dark. And now that's cut down too. So just so many things that they still need to be doing better. Like they are at least starting to tell stories now for so long. It was just like this person from dark and this star and go out there and do a match. Like, which is mind boggling to me because they're so nuanced in the other storytelling on their show. How are you feeling about AW's progress and how do you feel about where they were retrospective to a year ago, let's say? And how do you feel like they're doing in general without grading on a curve?
6: I think that they're doing better than last year. I mean, it's hard because they are a new company, but when the men are so far developed, I don't want to keep giving them the excuse of you're a new company because you could put as much effort into the women as you have in the men since the beginning and like I love so many of their female talent but then it's like we they have the same issue with that WWE has where we'll only see like five or six for a couple months and then all of a sudden oh yeah this person they're here too or we'll only see the women that come out with the, like the male groups, but they aren't ever doing anything themselves. They're just walking out there to send, send their men off to war when they come out. <laughs> so it's like, I, I I wish that they would do more and I'm always going to be on that train, but I would also be the person that would just watch two hours of female wrestling. So I know that not everyone is that way, but I do like that they feature more people But I agree that they need to have more, they need to do, like, more female stables other than just it's Brit and her lackeys. (laughs) Like, that's all that we have. And they're not really as stable, I wouldn't say. It's just, like, Brit and her lackeys. So. It, it is what it is on that front, but yeah, I, I definitely agreed about um, Impact as well. They have a fantastic women's division, and I always have felt like they've put more focus on it, and I saw that somebody in the chat mentioned that their biggest issue is that they're on Access. I agree because I pay for Philo every month solely for my parents to be able to watch the Game Show Network because they don't get that on Hulu and for Access because those are the only that's the only place I can get it like I already pay for Hulu live but I can't watch it on there so like if they were somewhere bigger I do think that they would be more like they were when I watched it when I was younger and I would flip through the channels and be like oh here's an old episode of Impact is on TV you know so I do agree with that and we have a super chat as well
2: Yeah, Drew chiming in saying that one more women's match on Dynamite and a rampage would be nice. Not a fan of the stories on BTE getting time on the main shows before another women's match because not everyone watching sees BTE. That's a really good point. I did not watch BTE. Yeah, and (laughs) part of the thing that was so frustrating to your point was like... You're only putting one women's match on when you only had Dynamite. And you're really only putting on two now that you have Rampage. And for so long, they couldn't even get those right. Like, that's why I was losing my mind every week. I was like, you guys, us one match for, like, seven minutes and no story. (laughs) Like, you can't even care about one feud? So my hope is that, especially with a tournament, because that's such an organic way to build stories, uh, that that sets up a couple more logical stories that can build in right. bigger foods down the line. I think you're seeing that with Sheeta and Sarita Deep. Real quick, let's talk WWE. Uh I will let you go first on this one because I just need to meditate real quick <laughs> and get call
6: my shit before I
2: talk about it. You go ahead.
6: Let's talk raw first. Oh well I don't watch Raw very much. Um, So I don't know much about it. I will turn it on periodically or turn it on as background noise, but Raw is Raw. I mean, um, the match that, I did watch the match that they had Monday, um, Becky and Bianca, and it was a very good match, and Bianca whooped her ass all over the ring the entire time, so they actually didn't make her look bad like they have been lately, so that was good, but I don't know. I I like that they're trying to give more development to more people in NXT. I just don't know that all of them are hitting. But I I see a lot of people really like Cora Jade. Um, I can't get past her entrance music because every time it comes out, it reminds me of like – Maybe it's like a blink-182 song. I cannot figure out what song it is, but then the whole match all I'm thinking about is what the hell that song reminds me of. So, <laughs> I can't ever get past that with her. I've literally got on like voice tweets and sang this song on Twitter trying to get other people to figure out what song you it is. I cannot figure it out. Oh. I do not know what it is. But yeah, so Is <laughs> that where
2: you're at with all three brands? Like that they're they're kind I'm... of there and
6: I I wish that they would do more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're just putting the women out there for a three to five minute match just so we won't bitch on Twitter about no women having matches on the show. (laughs) Like, that's what it has felt like for a little while now. And I mean, Raw should not be that way. Raw has three hours to fill up. There's no reason that you should not be able to have at least a decent length time women's match on there. But it seems like they don't have anybody. I mean, everybody's hurt or taking time off or whatever. So when I think about the women's division, I mean, like the names that I think of – a lot of times, like, Asuka out, Alexa Bliss is out, Nia is out, and I'm like, where is everyone? You fired half the people, and now you don't have anyone, so of course, we're gonna have the same people fight over and over again. No one else is there, (laughs) like.
2: Yeah, I think for me, there's still so much missing, right? It's like, okay, so you have Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash as a tag team, and there's literally no other tag teams right None. now, right? But like, where's Mia Yim? Why aren't you doing anything with Tony Storm? Like, there are women there that aren't being utilized. I think what's frustrating to me, too, is, and this isn't a women-specific thing, this is a WWE problem in general, but like, we see up this great in-ring work, right? Like, Bianca Charlotte, Bianca and Becky, like, tearing the house down, but the booking is so dumb around them that it doesn't work. And again, that's not specific to the women, but it is a in the women's wrestling as well, that like you had a woman get squashed in 26 seconds at SummerSlam to make her super babyface, but all she's done since is lose. And Becky is getting reactions everywhere she goes that are positive. So I think that it- it's hard because they have so many skilled workers that go out and put on these incredible matches. And then all that progress just gets undercut by these terrible booking decisions and these distraction finishes, etc. cetera. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, before too, and we're going to talk about the Queen's tournament, because there is actually a women's tournament going on right now, Um, that like those quick matches with more one-dimensional characters certainly seemed like, oh, we're going to, people have been wanting a Queen of the Ring-esque tournament, we're going to put one together. We're going to yeah. give it 20 minutes total, but we'll, we'll put it together to to satisfy the women, <laughs> Like, yeah. which is so insulting. It's almost worse than just not doing it. So I agree with you on that point. I think, NXT is figuring itself out and is very character driven. It seems like everything's a throwback to the Attitude Era. But we are going to talk about that with Queen of the Ring, Alex. But before we do that, do you want to talk about this not Queen of the Ring tournament that's going on as we speak?
6: Uh, Let's read this Super Chat and then we will talk about it.
2: Sure. Sure. Do you feel that AEW should have women coaches or agents? Yes. For the matches versus Kenny Omega and Dustin Rhodes. Feel Gail M books impact way better. It's a fit for a lot of, yeah. Fits a lot of women on TV and pay-per-views. Yes. Yes. So much.
6: I think. And I don't think. Yeah. And I don't think that men can't do that. I mean, like TJ is so beloved by all the women in WWE, but like they definitely need more women voices. Just in general in that area. I mean.
2: Big time. I think them not utilizing Mercedes Martinez was one of the stupidest things. Like she yes. should have been the first person they signed and it signed her in a multifaceted capacity in my opinion. But I agree. Uh, yes. They definitely should have more women agenting matches and backstage in general, because there'd be a lot of old white guys go get Amy Dumas or something. Um, but let's talk about this, not queen of the ring tournament that we have going yeah. on. It's going on right now. We're going to check in on it. Uh, this is your bracket so far. You have Zana Creek versus Shauna Blazer. You have Don't Drop and Natty Ice, Dead Morgan and Caramel, and of course, Selena Vegas and, and Tony Clouds. But for this definitely not Queen of the Ring tournament, uh, we are going to bring on the Queen of the Ring herself, Miss Alex, and see... <gasps> What she has to say. Uh, hi. On, what are you doing? Why are you laughing about our extremely serious tournament, Alex?
7: Oh, I was just I was just admiring it. That's uh, all. Nothing. <laughs> the nothing Photoshop,
2: else. The Photoshop artwork is exactly the production level that the distraction is used to and deserves. So I is, will let is you that know Photoshop? that. It's
7: Photoshop. I thought someone like illustrated it. Like a photo oh, yeah. painting.
5: Oh, yeah. For I sure. Know, it's beautiful. Ours. <laughs>
2: How are you, Alex? Let's talk about what you've got going on in general real quick, too. Church of Joshi, you're blowing up all over Twitter. There's so much happening. How are you?
7: I'm doing my best. (laughs) I'm doing my best. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I'm doing good. Things are blowing up. I'm overwhelmed with a lot of things, but I'm happy that they're blowing up. Uh, Church of Josie's Church of Josie's been going great. Also, you guys did say it right. It is Mae Saruga. Hey! We all, we all said it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting in the green room, and I was like, yeah, yeah. You guys got it it's that it's that <laughs> well, thank you for
2: cheering us through a name yes. that neither of us wanted to butcher everybody it's- please go follow alex at queen of the ring <laughs> on, uh, on twitter she does incredible work and we are just going to talk about a lot of things that we have going on for our, our three corner spot here thank you so much for joining us for it yes we're gonna have yeah. no uh, thank
4: you for
7: asking this well, is yeah we were so excited
2: you were available um but we are going to start with AEW Dynamite last night. There's two things that we want to focus on, which are, uh, well, there's three things we want to focus on. But let's start with uh, CM Punk's promo talking about everything that happened with the news of John Moxley breaking. What are your thoughts on, on how he was able to navigate that and how AEW has been able to handle this very sudden development in the middle of a tournament in, in general?
7: Um. Yeah, I think... Shout out to Mox for just being brave enough to take that step forward because that's that's a hard step. That's a hard thing to admit when you need help. Uh, and he's very strong for doing that. And I think they handled it well. You know, Tony Khan was the first to break it. That's his boss. And he broke it and he said, you know, Mox needs some help and he needs some time off. Um, I think they did well with bringing Mero into the tournament. So then we had Mero versus Orange Cassidy last night um and then CM Punk talking about Mox it was fascinating to hear a wrestling promotion care you know where everyone across the board like even in the audience there were so many signs uh, yes. for Mox and there were so many people through every single promotion not through just AEW that were reaching out and showing support for him um but i think it's really cool to see to hear someone like punk, uh, within his level, talk about mocks and how it's how everyone should be getting help. When we have shows like Dark Side of the Ring, who shine a spotlight on previous wrestlers and previous situations with addiction and uh, mental health, and we all say like, "Oh, that's so bad!" Like, I wish they would get help. But this is the time where you do it right. This is the time where if you want help, if you need help, you ask for it and you seek out. Um, Anything that you you could possibly get, you know, to to help you out, and I think that's really interesting and, and admirable to hear that, you know, they took some time to address it and not address it in a way of like a storyline, you know. Right. So I think that was interesting, and I it was refreshing to tune in and to and to hear Punk say like you know. Of course, Punk is like, I've been going through stuff. And sometimes he makes things about him. And I was just like, oh, oh, but he steered it in the right direction, right? Like he steered it in the right direction of just like, if you need help, get help. And yeah. that's something that is, should be uh, said loud and proud within this industry. Okay. Um, So good to be too. I think <laughs> part of the reason why
2: I'm assuming that Punk would kind of marry his experience with Moxley's too is I think he built a character around being a straight edge dick, and I think he kind of probably wanted to reverse that like, A, he's a face right now, but B, like, he's not actually... Such a straight edge dick <laughs> that he can't empathize with someone who is an addict, right? And like he has right. openly talked about part of the reason he is straight edge is because of addiction in his family. So I think it was important for him to say, like, I understand this plight, despite the fact that I've never had a drink before, that somebody going into an alcohol treatment program, uh, like I-, I can sympathize and I-, I respect that decision so much. I thought that was really well done. And I liked that they had, to your point, someone of that carries that much weight in the wrestling industry do it. And not for a wrestling story, but there's been an, an endemic connection with uh, Eddie Kingston and him. Right. So mm-hmm. it seemed very seamless uh, in- into the programming. What do you think, Miss Share Delaware?
6: Oh, I agreed fully. And I mean, we know how I feel about Phil, but <laughs> I, I definitely agreed. And as someone that also doesn't drink, because of alcoholism within my family, I I did relate to that, and I just wish the best for Mox and Renee and their baby and their family. And I'm glad that he's getting help.
7: Yeah, and it, I was no, I was just gonna chime in and say like it isn't so much of a bash either. To uh, I guess. Not commemorate. That's not the word I'm looking for. But just, just to it ad- to admire the way that AEW has been taking care of that situation. Yes. it's not a diss towards how WWE is. Like we don't. There's been countless times where even Jake Atlas has said like WWE has helped him get help for his mental health, right? And that's also another factor that plays into a lot of addictions within uh, wrestling. Again, from previous stories that we've seen in Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, this isn't a diss towards WWE. This is just like. This is just one promotion and how they're handling it. And they're they just, the it and they just did it differently. They just did it differently. And at that, they did it not behind many closed doors, if that yes. makes any sense. Are yeah. you
2: implying, breaking news, huge if true, what? that you can compliment one promotion and it's not an insult to another promotion? Is that what you're saying right now?
7: Oh, right not there? in this. No, 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 not in wrestling. Sorry. I take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Retraction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually she was she was
6: wrong. Sorry. Yeah. When you (laughs)
7: admire when you admire one promotion, you cannot ignore the rest. You need to drag the rest of them. There yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We invite you
2: you on here and you're out here saying (laughs) that complimenting one promotion. Just lying, lying, (laughs) Alex.
7: (laughs) Revoke my card.
2: We do have Drew signing in with, uh, chiming in with another super chat here saying, I never thought we would have a promo like Punk's live on television. I'm so happy mental health and vulnerability is getting so much sign. I do find it incredible that this also comes off of uh, Eddie Kingston's Kind of more relentless talking about it. He said that he takes Zoloft on air, like the most maybe badass dude in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, just <laughs> saying that, like, I take a medication so that I can get through my days. I, I, I love relatable.
6: relatable. Very relatable. So relatable.
2: <laughs> Especially since he was like, I take Zoloft to try and not
7: kill people throughout the day. Very That's relatable. Very, very, very relatable. Thing, so. Very, very relatable.
2: <laughs> so, we did have another stirring. Promo from Chris Jericho on the show oh that I hated and ranted about for like 20 minutes yesterday. So I hopefully have a little bit less venom today about it, but I just, I have not liked schoolboy humor Jericho. I don't need these like thinly veiled, misogynistic, and sexist comments. But if you haven't seen the promo, Basically, he said, uh, he kind of slut-shamed Paige Van and said she should go profit off of herself and her comments off of OnlyFans. I'd say go back and watch it if you want the exact stuff, but this was incredibly missable, in my opinion. Uh, I found this wildly offensive. I think Uh, I'm so sick of hearing promos about not having the balls and calling people a bitch. We got one of those too in the same, got both of those in the same promo. This whole angle has really fallen flat for me, so I've just hated everything about this. But uh, yeah. I'm very just, like, tired of the Jericho stuff. How have you guys felt about it? And on the level of one to Kate Rage, which is like a 74 <laughs> probably, where Where have you guys been on this? Oh, I'll go Alice. first.
7: I'll go first, Hannah. Don't worry. Uh... <laughs> Listen, I... Um can somewhat appreciate the jericho stuff because it is my bathroom break now
3: jericho matches
7: and segments they're my bathroom breaks so if you're gonna continue having him on tv my bladder thanks you very much (laughs) Uh. it's when i put my Uh, kids to bed so exactly exactly (laughs) i get up i grab a snack i check twitter like whatever any everything else hannah's like i don't Uh, want my kids seeing this shit. Picorax, it just, don't need to it's, see this. it's so awful it sucks it absolutely sucks and it's it's <laughs> it's funny because just what a few months ago people were getting at um the acclaimed about slut shaming julia and now it's yes. acceptable with Jericho to do it because, well, it's funny because he did it with Stephanie McMahon back in the day. Now, 20 years later, it's still fun. No, it's not. No. It's not. No. It's That's not That's actually funny. my
2: biggest, like, problem with it. I'm like, this <laughs> no. attitude air crap doesn't. And when fine. I, yeah,
6: when I rewatch the stuff with Stephanie it's not funny anymore. Like it, it, it wasn't funny then either because I was a child, but it's yeah. not funny now either. I mean, it's just, I hate it. And what, I think one of the comments was she said she could take on all five of them. So one. then he turned that into her taking on all five of them at once. And it's just like, okay, dude, like we got it. It, i okay. also just hate it from me... the
2: perspective of he's the face doing that and that yeah makes you want Paige van Zandt to punch him in the face and she didn't get a swing at him and i'm like you're supposed to be the good guy and now i'm rooting for Paige van zant to come kick your ass so like it's also not working from a storyline perspective and pulling back the scope of like gender here i just haven't liked this diet cornet dan lambert stuff and i feel like the inner circle is now holding back title holder sammy guevara Santana and Ortiz, who should be title holders in the near future, yeah. For for what payoff? Like this, this isn't compelling to me. If it's supposed to set up like a Hager Bellator crossover with the stuff Lambert's doing, just get there already because this sucks in general. And they give them
6: way too much time so every way time. Too way too much too time. time. Like way too
7: much time. But my bathroom breaks are longer.
6: Yeah. When know- they <laughs> started coming out, my kids were like, because they. My kids have bad taste in music, and they like Jericho's theme song. So when he started, like, they wanted to stand there and listen to it. And I was like, all right, time for bed. Got their stuff, took them upstairs, put them both in bed, got them both cups of water, and came back stairs. And it was still happening. And I'm like, (laughs) Why
7: is this not over yet? Like putting kids to bed is not that easy. This took no, but... right? And I thought, I thought the inner circle broke up. Like I agree, it's holding back way too many people. Yeah. Santana and Ortiz, uh, Sammy, and even like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky—they could be doing better things. Like yes. MMA and WWE. I mean, not WWE. Sorry, MMA and wrestling. That crossover has never really actually been great. The only times it actually has been great is when Brock Lesnar came back and Ronda Rousey showed up. Those are two times. And even within those two times, people were still not satisfied with them showing up. So the fact that they're trying to do a crossover with Bellator is dumb, (laughs) it's so dumb. I didn't mean to click on that. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Sorry about <laughs> no, that. No, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Get and I also, for money. It also, like, dismisses Paige Van Zandt for who she is. She's a legitimate fighter. She's yes. She's a legitimate MMA fighter. And in real life, non kayfabe, she could actually beat them up. Like, all of she them. She can actually all take of all them. five of them on.
6: And I think so, that that was one of my issues, is why even tease it if you weren't going to have her in the match just to at least deck Jericho once? like why even tease just so you can get in your joke about her taking on all five of them Ha! so funny like
2: yeah and it's like kind of on the audience to stop reacting because it is like getting pops unfortunately which uh my co-host at the mark order pointed out yesterday like look it sucks but people are reacting to it which also then sucks but like my counterpoint and they agreed but like Is just do something better that people will also react to. Like yeah, have to do this. But RoboCop chiming in here saying, I remember the early pay per view when Dustin Rhodes kissed Jake Hager's wife. Luckily, it's not quite as bad now, but still a way to go. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know what, like to where Jericho is he's 50 like this is the thing he did that got over the most in his career he really struggles as a face I think like especially as a more serious face uh Alex Pulaski calls him like (laughs) dad rock Jericho all the time and that's kind of how this feels like so yeah I just I don't like this this angle at all and I hope it's over after full year (laughs) hopefully <laughs> speaking of jericho causing controversy i don't want to go too far into this because i think it's mostly sad and gross uh but there were tweets that we can't ignore the former uh, Kalisto and wwe uh gave his put out a tweet basically saying that he has said a prayer to john huber uh before going out there before his match and He misspelled his name, which Jericho retweeted and said you spelled his name wrong. Amanda Huber also said uh, that that name spelling was kind of a sign of disrespect and later went on to uh, say something about when Miro misspelled Brody's name. It was a little bit different because they had a closer relationship. I don't want to go too far into this because I think it's mostly terrible. My only (laughs) real comment on it is just that Brody's legacy should be much bigger than Twitter drama on any count. I wish this had been, if they felt like he was trying to piggyback off of John Huber's name, what they should have done was addressed it offline. In my opinion, this felt very high school way to approach it to me. And on a day where I already was like, this Jericho promo is awful. This was like another step of like, (laughs) this is not how this should have been handled. Uh, And the people quote tweeting Amanda Huber with disgusting stuff, like absolutely disgusting stuff, picking on someone's widow, also not like a solution here. So just a reminder to be kind, just a reminder to use that block button when people are being assholes to you. Again, not really much more for me to say on it. If you guys want to add anything, I just felt like it should be acknowledged, but I don't want to get into the nuance of who was right in this because I think the whole thing is kind of awful.
7: Um, I the only positive I'm going to take away from it is the fact that uh, John Brody Lee is still so his legacy is still impactful to this day with so many people in this industry. Um, And it's almost, we're, we're almost close to a year since. And um, he's, I mean, we've heard so many stories from so many people through every spectrum of wrestling whether it's a w wwe or just the indies of how much he's influenced them of how much he's helped them out like so much so where he's bought he bought john silver's gear for him you know so i think that's the only positive we need to take away from it and that's the only thing we need to focus on because if for if two grown adults are not handling a conversation offline even when one of them are in the exact same building as the other person, like, it's none of my business. I don't care. And I feel like within this community, we need to start normalizing just not
4: caring. Yes, I, I agree. Am not
7: speaking up about it. You don't need not everything that happens in wrestling or on wrestling Twitter that absolutely does not matter. Like, not everything needs your attention or deserves your attention, rather. So and to your
2: point, accountability can also be a private thing. Like I, you, exactly. you can see I agree. A tweet and handle it outside of Twitter. That's probably mm-hmm. what should happen. And,
6: and, and Manny handled it very well. He yeah. quote tweeted Jericho back and just said like, my bad. I'm sorry. You know, like he handled it very well. I think that Jericho likes to start shit as we all already know. And he did that for attention and he got the attention that he wanted and it wasn't good. I think he really thought people would agree with him <laughs> and they mostly did not. Um, I'm never going to tell someone how to grieve. I I have never lost a husband. I've lost people close to me, but that's a mm-hmm. different thing. But I did not think anyone handled that situation well. That no. could have been handled very differently. And it did not – nobody came out looking good in that except for Manny because yeah. he did handle it maturely. And that made me feel bad. Like, yeah. I, it was not – I woke up to that this morning
7: and I was like – what is happening <laughs> like i yeah i woke up to that too and i was like did he call him like Stewart? like what was the right? name he called him?" and the fact to see that like it was just one letter like y'all are blowing up for one letter yes. like we all know how apple autocorrect just fucks us over sometimes with audio Yes. Right. i don't yeah. know i was supposed to care no, with right. typos <laughs> and stuff you know so, I mean, like, it it's fine. just yeah, like, like right. okay okay good. Yeah. it was <laughs> but it, it was it was just like one letter like yeah. i don't know
6: and it just it turned into a whole thing, and there's people still going on about it on Twitter, and I just it does not feel good. Yeah. It 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 I don't know. I don't understand. People need to kind of grow up. So you
2: can let one go, guys. You don't have to comment on everything. Real quick, I am. I do have the not Queen of the Ring tournament on. Oh, it. I want to check in. <laughs> On the most recent... It's over. The match is already over. Uh, So we do do have Shauna Blazer. Shauna! Shauna! Advancing with Selena, Vegas, and Caramel.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book? Take a nap? Play some video games? Do something for a friend? Volunteer? Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible, and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?
8: Who, uh, caramel, that
2: caramel. Match, caramel. That match did end before they even made it down the entrance ramp. I just wanted to go ahead and confirm that, but we will move on to our next topic here. Oh, we I'm do gonna, have- I'm gonna
6: pull up some super chats that we sure. haven't gone over yet. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Shadman Huda Huda says, "WWE Women's Talent is so effing good and so underused."
7: Correct. Yeah. Agreed. Since okay we- i've
6: got some more keep do- going
2: <laughs> oh, i was just gonna say since we do have someone that is uh, familiar with joshi the church of joshi in the house uh we have a super chat here from phantom for the win ftw that says alex what do you think of chocification of aew with may joining emmy and lulu since you actually know what's Lula going Benzel. on with that oh i love lulu <laughs> Her, her and Eddie Kingston was like my favorite thing in the world So she's good. like asking for advice and Eddie's like, just punch her in the face.
7: Just punch yeah. punch me in the so, face was like my favorite thing. So, so good. Okay. Please speak to this So since you know what's going on here. Let me drop some edumacation for y'all. Please do. <laughs> Choco Pro, if you're not familiar with Choco Pro, Choco Pro is free on YouTube. You do not know, need to go to any outsourced streaming uh, services or anything. Mesaruga. Amy sakura and lulu pencil are all from choco pro um and it is a fantastic 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 promotion it is such a fun promotion the wrestling is not serious it's goofy there's no ring they wrestle on a mat in a room that's 14 stories tall not really but it's part of the gag and it's it's part of Gato move and half of the women that appeared in the Japanese side of the AEW women's tournament uh like a year ago were from Chaco Pro. And it is such a fantastic promotion to get into Joshi because there are other promotions like TJW and stardom that are a little bit harder to navigate and a little bit harder to gain access to. When Choco Pro is all free, it is all on YouTube, they have full shows and If there's one match I need to suggest to anybody, if you really want to like witness the magic of Lulu Pencil, you need to watch Lulu Pencil versus Antonio Honda. It is by far the greatest comedy match to ever exist. Uh, Back with Church of Joshi, we did a whole month celebration with Choco Pro where we just covered every single wrestler that has appeared on there and all of their shows. And we have been featured on their show because they have um, it's a Patreon. So they have different tiers and with the different levels, you can have your name up here. So our logo was on the wall with AEW's logo. Yeah, so and Tony, can- Khan and I, Tony Khan and I are equals. Yeah. <laughs> We're equals.
2: Same. And uh, you can follow Church of Jersey at Church of Jersey on Twitter, I believe, right?
7: Yes, you can follow Church of Joshi Perfect. on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel where we've uploaded some previous episodes. So if you want to catch up with us, if you want to catch up with some Choco Pro or just Joshi in general, check us out. Check Choco us out. Follow out. us everywhere. And yeah, Choco Pro. I am so happy that AEW is gaining a bit more uh, women from Choco Pro and just Japan in general. May Saruga is fan. Fantastic. She is fantastic. Um, it sucks that she only made it past, like, I think she was just in the in the first round for the AEW women's tournament. But like, please go back and watch her, especially in Chaco Pro. She is so great and she's gonna be such a great addition to that women's roster. Not only the women's roster, but the killer queens, that stable, it should definitely be the most powerful stable in AEW. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. And Mace, I mean, not Mace or Girl, sorry. Uh, Emma, Emmy so- Sakura, she's been around for more than 20 years. She's a legend like she is within status of like Asuka how Asuka has been in Joshi for so long and she's made such an impact in Japan. Emi Sakura is the exact same way. Emi Sakura has trained most of these women too. So she it's a big deal for Emi to be in in AEW. So please 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 if you have the time I know that there's so much wrestling to keep up with (laughs) but if you have the time check out choco pro check out uh tjpw as well uh um, this is why you're the queen yeah I swear i'm trying I, right i'm trying queen of the ring <laughs> queen of the ring although i'm not in this tournament <laughs> why not no that's a good, <laughs> that is a very good point we should you know what <laughs> I, I had it. It i running. had caramel coffee this morning so i'm rooting for caramel oh uh, there yeah, you go there we go <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go
7: Uh, We're going to go through
2: these kind of quicker. I didn't want to go through too much stuff in WWE because it's so dense and you can get your recaps wherever you need to for that stuff. But I did want to take a moment to go through some of the title reigns. And I just want to go through brand by brand and see what you guys think has either been a success with these title reigns and failure. So just give me kind of like a, a thumbs up or down essentially on each brand's champions I'll read them off I don't expect you to remember everybody uh and just like a, a sentence about what why this is working for you or why this isn't we're gonna start with Biggie so I'm gonna throw it to Cher just because like she just thirst traps him every week and it's the funniest thing in the world to me so why don't why don't you go ahead and kick us off with what you think is good or bad about Biggie's reign and what um, champion?
6: everything is good it's Biggie um um Actually, I think my favorite has been, like, whenever people challenge him, he's, which he did that when he was the U.S., I think that was U.S. champion, intercontinental, whatever, whatever that was. Like, if they lose, he's like, your ass lost, get in the back of the line. You don't get to challenge me. Like, that's my favorite thing with him. But his promos have, he's stayed Big E through all of this. And that's probably my favorite thing. But he's... uh had to do some weird shit with Drew before <laughs> they, before they changed brands. But other than that, I have not actually watched the match from Monday yet with oh, him and Kevin okay. Owens, because that was far past my bedtime. So <laughs> I have not watched that yet, but I heard it was very good, but yeah, he just, it's big E, So I love everything he does and big meaty men slapping meat. So that's what I'm here for. <laughs>
2: That's it. I will just chime in and say that I think Biggie is a great person to have as your champion. I think his programming programming got stalled out of the gate because he was champion and then we were going into this weird draft thing, and then the draft didn't take effect until three weeks later. So I think he's going to do more work as champion. That's going to be better than what we've seen. But for some reason, when it comes to the new day, it's one of the rare instances where WWE gives us what they want with King Xavier, with Biggie finally getting that title shot. Kofi did at least have his moment despite how that was booked uh mm-hmm. but with the new day for some reason with this single they actually give us what they we want unlike a lot of the other programming yeah. uh just a reminder to leave a thumbs up guys please subscribe to this channel we're trying to get it monetized I mean I don't really care because this is the only time I'm hosting on it probably but whatever right. do, it, do it for jeremy uh want?
7: big e uh across the board agree. I think that Big E as champion is great and I agree with Hannah like there was a certain somebody who shall not be named who claimed that Big E should t- be taken more serious and he should take a serious apo- approach going for the <laughs> title. Boy was that guy wrong, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh Big E just continues to be who he is, you know? That's Big E. He's silly, he's goofy, but when it's time to get down to business, he can do it. Um, so yeah, just don't ever change, Big E. We love you. Keep Agreed. Going. And my bad,
2: <laughs> this channel is monetized. My bad, Jeremy. Sorry, subscribe at youtube.com backslash fightful distraction. Let's that one look- isn't
6: monetized. <laughs> the other one isn't monetized. Oh, really? Uh... Yeah. <laughs>
2: I just here, man. I work
6: man. We're we're on the man. regular fightful channel right now. <laughs> Understood. <Got laughs> it. Go help
2: that one. Let's talk Becky Lynch. This has been an absolute failure to be I I don't buy Becky as a heel. The booking with this reign has not helped Becky and it has not helped any of Becky's opponents because they just keep squashing the hell out of Bianca Belair and then we just had like a title swap because nobody actually cares about what brand they're oh, on. God. To me this has been one of the Worst things you could do to the women's division and sadly, one of the worst things you can do to Becky Lynch. I think they really handcuffed her by forcing her to be a heel in a division that desperately needs baby faces anyway. And on top of that, the booking and the timing of this has just been so stupid and the way she beat Bianca. So other than the character, her booking and the way she won the title, it's been great. (laughs) Uh, But again, wins and losses don't seem to mean a lot in WWE, which makes it hard for titles to mean a lot. Uh Alex how have you felt about this Becky Lynch reign kind of
7: <laughs> her outfits are cute <laughs> it's true. I can't argue that. That's a good point. That I can't she has,
6: argue with that. She has dressed a lot better, since <laughs> she came back. She, her fashion, her fashion as a mom, is better the than it was. Up. Yeah, she, she looks good. The girl. Oh yeah, she looks fantastic. She,
7: she looks fantastic, and unfortunately, that's about it. Yep. I I like. I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan, and I could care less what she's doing right it's now. Awful. And the way that they booked her to come back to come back at SummerSlam. Squash Bianca then a month later at extreme rules, which where was the extreme in within those rules, whatever. They had a legitimate match with Bianca and Becky like that doesn't make any sense. Why? Why couldn't you do that? at SummerSlam where you had the crowd where you had the crowd to do that and when Becky came out everyone was so excited everyone was just like oh snap we're about to get a heater match between Bianca who is champion right now and Becky who's coming back and then you squash Bianca you literally stomped on her entire momentum that she has built not only at Royal Rumble but she's built ever since she came up to the main roster since the beginning, since the pandemic. And then you just squash it all in one night. Bianca, not Bianca, sorry. Becky Lynch is someone who is so strong. Her presence is so strong within that division. She does not need a title. Just give her a feud. Give her a feud where she cares about it and all all the rest of us care about it. Like she's healed now. She's face. Like I don't get what's going on. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and so- nor like it's just it's very clear that the way that they book the women just across the board in general in wwe they don't care so why should i
6: yes and i felt like they've tried to make her the female seth since coming back like she's started wearing the obnoxious jackets too just yeah. the way that she's acting and like seth's is funny because he's so fucking annoying like that's whenever seth comes on screen i'm like oh god not this idiot again but it's like he is so deep into this character now that it's like okay all right but i don't care about becky i don't and i hate that because i feel like she's doing like the best in ring that she's done in a long time and then it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like Okay, well, yeah, Yeah. it's just, I'm bored. I don't care. I was at SummerSlam. Oh my God, that crowd was deflated after that. I just, yeah. Not here for it.
2: I was at an ROH show and there was an energy shift because people were on their phones and saw what happened. I'm not even joking. Like, I was at the second night of. I think it was death before dishonor i can't remember but i was at roh and people were on their phones and saw what happened and like it changed the energy of a different show that was going on it was Um, bad so it's bad i yeah i couldn't agree with you guys more as our own robert DeFelice felice has said intelligence is going to to always be a baby face thing like if becky Mm -hmm. keeps pointing out the stupid things that are happening in the women's division the way she has that's never going to be a heel device so that is rough. Uh, we're gonna skip the the lower card titles for time here as much as I want to talk about like but, Reggie. Because I don't know who
6: the champions are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? I thought for sure you were gonna want to do 20 minutes on Reggie the 24-7 champion, but we'll move right oh. along to oh. NXT. Damn.
7: I thought uh, that championship was inactive. <laughs> it, he just he just flips off of stuff every week.
6: It <laughs> tells you
2: everything you need to know about it. But let's switch to NXT. We have Mandy Rose, who there's not a ton to say here. I don't think about her raid because it just started. But the rise of toxic attraction, it's not something that I've liked. It feels very attitude era to me as we were talking about before. But look, you've had Mandy Rose around. You brought her down to do exactly this. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> She's not the worst in the ring. She's certainly not the best. But like if you were going to pull the trigger on Mandy Rose, this isn't the worst way to do it. I think it's time you gave her something, especially since she came down there to help other talent. Having uh, Toxic Attraction be the tag team champions at the same time at least gives them something to be cocky about as they are going around bullying everyone, in my opinion. Not my favorite angle, not the fault of any of the performers involved, but I don't hate it. I'm at least curious to see where it goes. Uh, Alex, how do you feel about a Mandy Rose NXT champion in this new Skittles colored
7: NXT (laughs) 2.0? i I call nxt 2.0 slime time live because
4: that's what it reminds me of i
7: call it nx3 every time they talk about it because it's not the second one it's really not but uh i agree like there's not much to say about her reign so far she just became champion um uh again if you were ever going to pull the trigger on mandy rose being a champion on on any show it would be this new revival of nxt with this new image um quite the choice to have them just bully people meanwhile you have be a star as a sponsor always corporation um it just bullying people isn't the the feud you think it is it's not like the story that's delivering it's not giving um but again like i think mandy rose has the potential to be If not a good champion, a good filler champion. And that may sound like an insult, but there are plenty of champions in the past that we forget were champion. You know, we forget that they held the title for an X amount of time. Even if it is for a year, we still forget that they that they were champions. You know, I think that she could she could step up. I hope that this motivates her. Um, Again, she's not great in the ring, but she's not terrible either. I'm just excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see who takes it from her, too. Me, too.
2: I think, yeah, this might be one of those situations where, to your point, a transitional champion is not necessarily a bad thing. Really, ever. If it's done right, who she transitions to is the question.
6: Anything to add, Ms. Cher? I'm more interested in it than I was with Raquel as champion because she was... Like freaking wallpaper to me. Like, once the stuff with her and Dakota was over, I didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. I had no interest in her being champion. So, I mean, good for Mandy. She has worked really hard since she was on Tough Enough. I mean, she's she's not great, but she's not awful. So, good for her. I think that that faction could be really good if it wasn't for the bullying thing like they could have them just be like the hot badass women who can you know hold the titles be good in the ring and still like I think women can own their sexuality you can still be sexy and still be a badass and still you know but you don't have to have them be like well we're sexy and you're not like <laughs> yeah, it's like I a mean, mean girl
7: trope like they yeah. have to be mean girls you can yeah. sexy, you can be a badass but you can also like get down to business and be like yeah hey, i'm gonna challenge you for the title because uh, i'm better than you That'd
6: and I, cool. think that, I think i <laughs> think they
7: just don't know how to
6: make women be heels without making them be mean girls a lot of times no like idea. yeah That's so very evident <laughs> Yes, yeah, this so. is the
2: same Piggy James crap that we were getting 20 years ago, and they were like, that's the thing yeah. that we're going to bring back to our young, sexy new brand. On uh, yeah. the other hand, Tommaso Tampa being champion, I think, is the best thing that they could have done for, for this brand if Samoa Joe couldn't do so for being
6: injured. I miss Samoa Joe.
2: I miss <laughs> Samoa Joe, too. I know a lot of people wanted Braun Breaker to win because he is legitimately going to be
6: a huge star there. But I I, wanted, think- I want Tony D., Tony D'Angelo. <laughs>
2: Tony D'Angelo should dethrone Roman sh- Reigns. He should. Not hold
6: every in title world. in the company at once. That's what <laughs> every he should do. <laughs>
7: every Women's tag, all of them. All of them. But his <laughs> when- his side plates should be cannolis. Yes, <laughs> that's what it should not, be, and not not engraved
2: ones. Actual cannolis. Actual I cannolis. Canoli. And then it.
7: and then it spins. It spins. Spinner oh my cannolis. God, he- Peter cannolis. That's okay, what we Peter cannolis I in the middle this. of a Thank promo. You. He just bites one. Oh, amazing. Drop the
6: hands in the chat for Tony. We love Tony. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I guess we're stuck with this Champa jobber until then. <laughs> uh, I, uh,
2: I think it was the right decision to keep the belt on Champa, because you have so many unestablished stars, and I think Champa can go and make a lot of them look really great. I think Breaker made himself look great in this match, too. But as far as moving forward, if you can make a lot of other people look good, even in losses to Ciampa, I think there's so much value in that when you have such a new direction and such a new... um, I mean, literally just new characters that people are still getting familiar with. Somebody who can make all of that work and is a seasoned veteran like him Mm -hmm. is, I think, the perfect move, despite how great Breaker is. And now Breaker can do what he said he was going to do on Tuesday. We're getting some very logical storytelling with this, which was, I didn't win, but damn it, I was close, and I'm going to earn my way back to that position and eventually have him dethrone Champa. or if Samojo does come back and take back the title, he never lost. That's a compelling story, too. So I think Ciampa as champion is absolutely the right call because you have an established force that can make other people look good. How do you feel about that share?
6: Um, I agree. I make fun of Champa a lot because he looks like he's my grandpa. And I don't even want to hear shit in the chat about me and old man. <laughs> just shut up. But <laughs> he. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> but I didn't he... say shit. <laughs> Not with your words. But you I, said I just I just make fun of him. But yeah, I mean, Champa, he's the one left. I mean, we don't know if Johnny's going to be there much longer. Correct. Um, okay. same thing. Yeah, we don't know if Kyle's going to be there much longer. And Kyle's just kind of existing at this point. So I think that Ciampa is the one to help build up younger talent.
2: Sure. What do you think, Ms. Alex, about older
7: men? <laughs> specifically Ciampa. <laughs> what do i think about older men give me all your money that's one two. yes uh, exactly <laughs> by super
2: chatting us regardless of your thumbs up give exactly. <laughs> us, tap your money at fightfulslut.com where you can subscribe for only five dollars but specifically this one old man <laughs> little veteran tommaso champa how are you feeling about him as champion right now
7: thankfully this channel is monetized um hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah I I agree. I agree he's, you know, he's now considered um the vet in NXT, mm-hmm. right? Because he's had so many classics, I mean especially with Johnny Gargano going after that specific title as well. Um I think it's good. He's he's a good addition to be uh the face of this show um he has the main title there's so many new there's so many new fresh talent in that division as well that he could just go through one by one and even if he's holding it for a while he could still help make them stars and eventually when tony d does win (laughs) <laughs> uh, because i think that's what we're all hoping is that tony d'angelo actually does take it from japa but i agree uh, he's he's a he's a great kind of uh you know that champion to put other people over and to kind of shine a bigger spotlight on um, new talent i mean it's nxt 2.0 is so fresh It's so Mm. so new, and there's so much room to grow, and especially now, like they're truly just throwing everything at the wall, and they're just trying, they're just seeing what works, and some of it on paper, which you that you would think it wouldn't work, actually does work, right? What do you mean,
4: Alex?
2: Yeah, (laughs) I just, uh, I this isn't a super chat, but Ryan Sullivan and the chat saying, God, just imagine if Biggie was like seventy, just maybe. Discourse. 70 is oh. too
6: old. I max out at 45. Next Leave me alone. 45. <laughs> one more
2: set of champions to go through, and then we are gonna let Alex go. We thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're gonna talk Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair real fast. Charlotte, I know she's getting a lot of hate. She's just one of the best in the world to do this. She's so great in the ring, pretty good on the mic, too, darn it. I think my complaints with her are basically the same as Becky because it's all been mangled into the same. Ball of bad booking and stuff, but obviously an incredible in ring performer. Roman Reigns is he's been the most compelling story in wrestling, arguably, for the past year and a half. It probably switches between that and Hangman and Kenny, given the week. Uh, I think this is getting a little stale. I think they need to figure out a way to freshen that up. That'll probably be some sort of either addition or fallout to the bloodline for me. I would love to see Naomi come into that fold, and um, I think that that could really add a really important layer to it too that's a really fun way to go i i love this roman stuff you can tell it has paul Heyman's fingerprints all over it because it's actually looking good uh i've i've really enjoyed roman i don't know who dethrones him at mania if that is the move a lot of people think it goes beyond that my vote would be a face seth rollins wins uh royal rumble and challenges him and you have this brother versus brother feud and Seth Rollins takes the title off of Roman at Mania. That's my vote. What do you think, Alex?
7: I love Roman Reigns right now. And that's saying a lot. Four years ago, I hated Roman Reigns. Same. I did not like Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. He is finally the proper face for this company. And I don't see him losing that title in like a year I really don't like I think that he could hold on to that title for a really long time I I think that there's yeah I think that there's so many people that there there could be somebody to take the title from him but like who right now you know like there's literally no one on his level everything he's doing with Paul is amazing and you maybe consider like Brock Lesnar but even at that nobody wants that no. Nobody actually wants that because you're going back t- backwards. Like nobody actually wants that. Um, so I don't see Roman losing it even after Mania. I see him being probably longest reigning Universal Champ, and you could have that because that that title is also pretty new. That only debuted what 2016. So you yeah. could have a finally longest reigning Universal Champion. Um, again, I agree. What are we doing with Naomi? There, it's, yeah. like, written in the cards. You have Roman Reigns as Universal Champion. You could have uh, The Usos as SmackDown Champions. And then Naomi as a Women's Champion. Yes. Like, that would be such a great <laughs> show to watch. SmackDown would yeah. be the number one show w- for that company. If you have this bloodline, like... They are doing a phenomenal job with that storyline, with the bloodline, mm-hmm. with Paul Heyman, to bring in Naomi and then to also conquer the women's division yes. all together. It's written there for you. And they're just not doing anything about it. It's like they have the tools. They have not read the manual yet. <laughs> um, and... If you set that up where Naomi is a part of the bloodline, literally the the best person to take the title from Charlotte Flair would be Naomi in that situation. Yes. And yet again, Charlotte Flair is a person that does not need the title. She is multiple champion, like, mania, whatever. She's won so many titles. um, And there's so many, like different women that she could face but literally in my eyes the only person i actually see taking that title from her is naomi right now i agree and i think that so many people are so angry that charlotte flair is champion but if you think about it how angry would those people be if they knew rick flair's daughter was barely winning any titles
6: right you know
7: Like they they would still complain. And I get that a lot of people are hating it. They hate that Charlotte Flair keeps winning titles. This and that, blah 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 blah. But it's not her fault. She's not booking the show. Yeah. Exactly. She's just showing up to work. That's all.
6: And she even tried to lose the title to Bianca. Like she thought that Bianca should be champion. So exactly. I mean, people think that the talent Yeah, people think the talent have a lot more pull than they actually have. I mean, there's there's only so much that they can do when it exactly. comes to stuff.
7: And and then at that, like, she, every interview she has, she's always putting over those women. Like, yes. she's always putting over Asuka. She's always putting Naomi. She always says she wants to have a feud with Asuka, Naomi, and and Bianca, and they're not giving it to her. She knows what the audience wants, and she knows what she wants. They're just not booking it. So yes. it's not her fault that she keeps winning no. titles. It's Seen Syndrome. It's seen yeah sure. it's it's exactly it's exactly what it is and it's even worse because she's a woman because that's the thing is that we can praise Kenny Omega for winning all these titles we can praise the young bucks for winning all these titles. but why aren't we doing it for Charlotte? Why is it yeah. such a huge problem with her? I, yep. I don't get it.
6: Alex, before we let you go, I did want to tell you we have a super chat that's from some stupid punk that says just popping in to remind Alex that Ollie is the cutest. It is official.
4: It's true. <laughs>
7: it's damn true. It's so true. Ollie and I at WrestleTalk, we competed in a who would book uh, Daniel Bryan and AEW like better. Literally, my predictions came true. Daniel Bryan fought Kenny Omega on TV heck, that happened <laughs> cattle mutilation on the young bucks heck, that happened oh, yeah. too like i am a god i don't know what to tell you i it's almost as if oh, i'm the, queen of the ring. <laughs> it's almost like you
6: are the queen
7: <laughs> almost as if i am the queen of the ring which by the way how's that tournament going <laughs> i was just going to
2: say that we are getting ready <laughs> for the next round i have it on my television the ladies are coming to and it's over uh the match is over Uh, it looks like we're having the finals. (laughs) Not caramel. (laughs) No, I'm I'm so sorry to tell you that our finals are going to be (laughs) Selena Vegas and don't drop. Uh, and I'm sure that is going to be a one hour Iron Woman match and will not be five minutes long for sure thank you so much and thank you alex uh tell the people where they can find you before you head out of here would you uh
7: yeah 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 i'll let y'all know so if you want to learn more about church of joshi you can follow church of joshi everywhere on instagram on twitter subscribe to our youtube channel as well we are on this sunday at 12 p.m eastern time over on twitch.tv slash kayla vision we will be announcing our subject tomorrow so stay tuned to our socials for that and then if you want a little bit of me you could follow me on twitter at, yeah i hope so uh you can, you can follow me on twitter at queen of the ring with two g's because i couldn't afford the regular queen of the ring uh <laughs> Queen of the Ring. You, <laughs> you and Ron Raker subscribe. should be best friends. Yeah, I know. We really should. We there really go, should. They took away out. our names. Damn it. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> also, Queen of the Ring on YouTube. I do some stuff there. And then twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring. Uh, I stream Tuesdays and Sundays. Sundays we watch Total Divas. I've never watched Total Divas and I'm having a fantastic time going over oh, that, that again. Spark.
2: I'll admit oh, that's it. great. Uh,
7: it's <laughs> so good
6: it's
2: like it's flavor so of love
7: good yes <laughs> it's so funny oh my god it's so great it's so great but uh yeah that's where you could find me
2: well thank you so much for joining yes, us alex you. everybody go follow alex she's amazing she will guide you through everything joshi wise on it's also just a great follow about wrestling and life in general <laughs>
7: You're the best thanks yeah. so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thank, you. Thank you so much for joining me. Y'all are doing amazing. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
6: Okay. So, we do have some super chats to catch up on here. Sure. Before I lose them. <laughs>
2: Mike Preventer chiming in saying, if Erica was going to say those things to someone who is a legit fighter, she has to be in the match and portrayed as competitive otherwise. You're saying Jericho was right to dismiss her. Yup. Just a I big agree. agree. <laughs> Hannah, I don't have Twitter, so I cannot keep up with everything. Did you win, Jesus? Oh, <laughs> Kate loves sour <laughs> with you every week. k for life. Well, if you don't have Twitter, which means you don't follow Hannah on Twitter, I hope my intro popped you even more than people that have yeah. seen before, because that's amazing. But
6: did you beat Sean? Well, Zach, um, I didn't know that you didn't have Twitter anymore, but, um, no, so that was a day. Um, you would need Twitter just to even understand what happened, but I drove three and a half hours there. I was very tired. I did lose. Um, Corey whooped all of us. Sean was awful. He had like three holes that he got like a nine on. And um, then on the way home, my car broke down and I had to have it towed and get a rental car to go home. So,
2: so you lost it, in a few ways, to be honest. I did.
6: I did. But, you know, it's okay because it, we had fun. So whatever. <laughs>
2: That's all that matters. Yeah. Do we have any more Super Chats or should we bring this um, Marissa
6: on? We did have one more that I can't find to pull up. Uh. Da just popping oh nope i already read that one that was sun stupid <laughs> punk and whoever it was they were saying oh uh said can't watch live but wanted to drop a super chat to support oh. such a great bunch of people doing a great show thank you thank
2: you we are we are great we are <laughs> and jeremy is exactly fine <laughs> we promised him it wouldn't be a marathon we're an hour and a half in but we did want to do something that I think it's going to be really fun and special and we're going to make it as quick as possible for Jeremy because he has an exciting WWE financials call to get to and Hannah has an awesome dinner to go to so but we did want to spotlight some kind of rising women in the industry who are part of the Fightful community that are always contributing super chats and nice comments and being cool. We're going to start with Miss Carissa and just have her on to introduce herself and talk to us about some wrestling.
6: I am putting her in. Yep. Thank you. I am. There we go.
2: Hey. <laughs> Hi, hey! <boys>. Hi, Carissa, <laughs> queen of seasonal sweaters. I hear. How are you?
8: I'm good. How are you, ladies? Doing? Good. We're doing
2: great. Thanks for sticking with us. We said we were going to do this at four. We are just a few minutes behind four p.m. But thank you for hanging in there with us. We so appreciate it, Carissa. You're always so much fun on Twitter you've been so supportive. You're always a positive voice. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit and shine a spotlight on how you got into wrestling, what you're hoping to do in wrestling moving forward. So what, what first drew you in? How long have you been watching and and what grabbed you about it?
8: Uh, honestly, I think I was around eight years old at the time. My cousins came over for Christmas and my, my cousin was a huge WWE fan and huge JNA fan. And then and I believe Raw was on sci-fi at the time, so he turned it on my TV. And from then on, I just like just loved it. I remember saying like John Cena, Beth Phoenix, um Natty and all those other um superstars.
2: Oh my gosh. Those superstars are also the ones who were active when I got into it, but I was in my twenties. So that makes me feel very <laughs> old. But I appreciate that we started watching around the same time because a lot of people think that was bad air for wrestling, but it got me and it got you. So, Ryan Sullivan uh, popping in with the super chat saying, I want to make Carissa explains it. Carissa explains it all jokes, <laughs> but she's <laughs> way too young to get it. She popped for it.
8: There you uh,
2: go. <laughs> a- hi, Mom. Is that <laughs> Mommy? They're saying hi. Hey, Thank saying- you.
8: Hi.
2: Hi, we love your daughter. Hi. You're doing a great job. She's awesome. Very positive. <laughs> um, so you've been drawn in. What do you think is the best part about like modern wrestling as compared to, I mean, it's all modern wrestling, but from when you started watching to now, what has been like your favorite thing in your journey?
8: Um. Honestly, because I actually took a break. So around 2011, I stopped watching it because I was super busy with like traveling to dance competitions so i didn't have the time but i started watching again later on in 2019 and i was you know in love with it so i think what i like the most is the long-term storytelling um showcasing younger talent and you know the history
2: I agree. And it's so funny because like a lot of people exit and then come back and it's different stories that get you back in or different stories that make you bored and leave or, or life pulls you out and then something draws your, your eye back in. So uh, what is your, I actually know the answer to this, but why don't you tell other people who some of your favorite wrestlers are right now? I know you love Zelina Vega, your new queen, but who are your favorites and what draws you in about
8: them? So of course, everybody knows that Zelina Vega is one of biggest inspirations she's one of my close friends actually um so uh right now anna jay she is so young yet so talented with the amount of experience that she has on tv and wrestling in general like i love her so much um her um maki ito is one of my favorite joe of all time <laughs> and um so amazing uh Britt baker she's fantastic sure. Absolutely. Um, And I think from Impact, if I had to choose one, it had to be uh, Deanna Carrazo.
2: I mean, can't go wrong. I think she's probably the best active, well, now she's not champion, but was the best active women's champion up until a couple of weeks ago. How do you, I didn't know you knew Zelina. I just knew you were a fan. How do you know her? If you don't mind Um, me asking.
8: So when she started her twitch you know she got really big and all that and then once you know i got into her community she had noticed me and then um i believe uh she, her list of gifted subbers i was one i was on top of the list so she said she'd follow those people on their socials so she That's followed so me cool. on instagram instagram and tiktok and You know, she was doing like, you know, selling merch and stuff like that. So she made a mystery box for me. I have some 8 by 10s I have a lot of things. That's so cool. I always,
2: I say to people all the time, internet friends are friends. Because look, you're on this show. You have this established relationship with Selena Vega. It's so great when, like, not a bunch of toxic garbage is coming at you online. You also get these really wonderful things, which is why we stick with it. Despite all of that stupidity uh what's your favorite storyline happening first of all kudos to you for watching multiple promotions and saying that you like stuff from impact and wwe and aw because i think that's great and i wish i was more aware of that when i was younger because i only really got smartened up fully kind of in the past three to five years i would say um what's your favorite story in all of wrestling right now
8: oh it's it has oh my god this is really difficult I it is you can you can cheat you can give us a
2: couple runners up too if you need to
8: oh uh, i think right now um it has to be oh my god this is so difficult um <laughs> there's I... no wrong answer i'm gonna go if you forget it. one tweet it
2: and then everybody who's on here will follow you <laughs> um
8: <laughs> and they'll see who i believe it's um the one that, ha- that started last Friday on SmackDown with Sasha, Charlotte, and Shotzi. I think Shotzi yeah. in that picture right now, you know, she didn't challenge for the title, but, you know, she had her match at Charlotte and it was fantastic and I loved it. And then later on, you know, on Sasha, you know, beating her, you know, attacking her from behind and all that. I think that storyline is going to be one of my favorites right now.
2: I love that. I'm so excited to see Shotzi being utilized on the main roster and, with opponents that feel important immediately, right? Like that's so important. So she obviously had this big moment where she turned on Sasha. We'll see who comes heel and face out of that. But I'm so excited. I'm so sorry we have to cut these shorter than we were intending, but tell the people where they can find you. We have your handle here down here, but tell the people where they can find you. (laughs)
8: um you guys can find me on my twitter as you can see on the screen carissa l517 you guys can follow me on my instagram i don't really post a lot it just like depends on my mood and what i post but you can follow me at carissa. underscore i am close to 1800 followers so if you can please get me to 1800 as soon as possible
2: yes please help her out she's just a wonderful follow in general we had ryan sullivan in the chat putting you over as a, a wonderful interaction who also just sent in a super chat that's gonna make me pass out a little bit but we'll talk about that <laughs> in a second carissa thank you so much for joining us everybody go follow carissa she's so exciting before you head out um do you want to work in wrestling or are you just a fan like do, do you want to be doing this at some point do you want to be a wrestler do you have any desire to work in the wrestling industry or are you just like nah i just like to watch <laughs>
8: um, i have like a lot of um like currently i'm still in school but i think like once i'm done with the school I might, you know, dabble in with some like wrestling media and, you know, do like the podcast, like what you, Sean, and everybody else is doing. I think that's fantastic. You guys can talk about what you love, which is professional wrestling, you know, what you hate, what you love, what you want, you know, for the future. Like that's something I really want to do.
2: Well, your perspective is going to be one that is very welcome in this industry and you're probably going to replace me someday. So I so appreciate you and keep on that path and stay just awesome on twitter and stay in touch okay we love you (laughs) so much thank you you're welcome thank you sweetie i know okay so i did see this because i checked my twitter real quick i just love Cole cabana and i've been calling him my wrestling husband for like literally years but i'm also twitter engaged to stan barry so it's very convoluted kayfabe romantic landscape for myself Um, But I saw that Colt responded, and I'm just trying to keep my cool out it. But yes, Colt, I love you. I will marry you right now. We're already married. You're my husband. Anyway, we're going on a honeymoon. Next stop. (laughs) I don't even send a thirst like Cher does. Um, But let's go ahead and welcome
5: Jay Shell real quick. Hi guys. Hi Jushell, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I've been like smiling the whole day. I tried oh. to explain I tried to explain to my dad that I was going to be on the show. My mom, she's been to like wrestling shows with me and stuff before, so she understands more. My dad is like a 60-year-old Cape Verdean man who despises <laughs> wrestling, so it's like the most confusing thing ever for him. He was like, just as long as you're happy, Shell. so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I would like to apologize because we're like 40 minutes behind and you are in your car. So I hope you weren't waiting in your car this entire time for us. But no, for it, it out. no, it's okay. <laughs> so how did you get into wrestling? Your dad hates it. Your mom has been to shows with you, but you clearly didn't get into it through like the male hobby side of things. What first drew you into wrestling?
5: Yeah, so um, in fifth grade, so I'm 17 now. So I'm uh, going to be 10 years in ch- a year and a half. Um, so basically, I was just watching like scrolling through t v as normal like um, and it was the raw after mania thirty that I first started watching, which was a j and Paige and I was like, oh my God, that was the first segment I saw, which was very distinctive, and a j became my all time favorite wrestler, shifting a little bit now, but we'll see <laughs> how that ends not her up. fault, not her fault, yeah. but I understand yeah. where you're coming from, <laughs> yeah, um. But I started watching from that. And like Carissa, I actually took a break um, from 2018 to the beginning of the pandemic. So, right around um, last WrestleMania, the WrestleMania before this one, I started watching again. And I was like, this is a lot different than I remember. Um, But then I started watching AEW and I had watched Impact before, but I really only watched like old TNA. So, like Aces of Eights, I loved like Bully Wright and stuff like that. But I watch impact here and there I don't have access either, which is really like a bummer Um, and I would like love to watch it but I'll tune in on like Twitter and stuff like that so
2: I just want to make a note that both Hannah's face and we have Jeremy in the chat saying that. uh that he feels old basically and that Oh, Anna's- I said
6: it was me. I said I'm old. Oh yeah, Jeremy I was one that responded to that.
2: Yeah, Jeremy said that uh, your reaction popped her. It just yes. melted me. I feel 900, but I love <laughs> yes. that you are familiar with a little bit of the old TNA. I think being a student is one of the most valuable things you can do and it makes you appreciate art, music, television movies, whatever go back and watch old stuff because it makes you appreciate modern stuff more to your point. What yeah. are your favorite storylines that are happening across wrestling right now? Any promotion? Just give me a couple that are your favorite.
5: Okay. Um, I, I would die if I didn't say page and Hangman. I mean, <laughs> <Man. Uh-oh. laughs> I think a lot of manga. people feel that way. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I got into it really late, but I tried to do as much like catching up as I could. Um, I think that's a great storyline. I love the long-term storytelling. Um, I I kind of like the Carmelo and Johnny stuff right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know about Trick, um, but I, I love Carmelo. He follows me on Twitter, and I it literally was. died. My he's like probably my favorite NXT star right now. He's um, great. He's great. And my my um, I work as a teacher's assistant right now, so the receptionist trained him um and like she knows Sasha um Devon like it's it's insane um and I think another storyline that I'm liking right now I I wouldn't say a storyline but I think I like Liv a lot I like her (laughs) rise. um I don't know how this is gonna go with Becky because I don't like Becky right now (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> i love I'm, your facial expressions oh my god they're just like they're perfect because like her words are very like diplomatic but we know what you're really saying with your facial expressions.
5: i love, it. I I love bianca i oh my god i was like okay carmela she's gonna squash carmela like this isn't what i wanted but we'll move on then becky came out i was like okay they're gonna put on a classic this is this <laughs> gonna be great and then i was delayed on twitter not, my peacock was delayed so i saw it on Twitter. Oh, you so missed like, it. I was like, I was like, this isn't happening. This is not this is a joke. Like this I got there like five minutes. It was insane. I Um, we have
2: uh Ryan Sullivan chiming in here saying, Jay Shell, I have no corny dad joke here, like his Clarissa Explains it all joke with Carissa, (laughs) but Jay Shell is awesome, and if she wants to be in wrestling media, she will be huge. I couldn't agree more. I'm gonna try or try cultivate these people to replace to replace me someday, but um that's that's pretty awesome. what a uh, what do you think hmm, try to think of how to phrase this. What do you think is the best? if you just kind of got into it like in the past year, what got you into AEW then? because they've mostly existed in the pandemic and it sounds like you'd only been watching like for
5: a little bit in this time. yeah. um so I started watching a Dublin I think this year, like officially. Okay. Um, but I had watched back some major matches. Um, the first one that I heard about that got me into it was Page and Omega versus the Young Bucks at Revolution. I was like, okay, Unbelievable. you sold yeah. me. Unbelievable. Yep, you sold me. And then Revolution. Um, no, was that Revolution? I don't even know what it was.
2: That was Revolution, yep.
5: Revolution Yeah. the previous and then, you... Yep, and then also um, the Young Bucks versus FTR. I okay. like that, that match so much. Um, Are you a Young Bucks gal? Yeah. You're sticking them out. I don't blame you. The best. I yeah I, yeah, I I I think I am. Um, I I I'm a spots type of girl. Like that's okay. I love I love 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 Brian Danielson. His type of spots are so different from like Young Bucks. Okay, of I'm back. But if you like, like Brian Danielson, both of those <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But both of those matches engage me because I have like different types of spots, and that's yeah. I feel like I'm a 17 year old. Like, if you catch yeah. my attention, you will hold it. So. Yeah,
2: I love it. Uh, before we let you go, I just want to ask you one final question. What, what's your favorite thing about wrestling in general? Is it in ring? Is it promos? You said you're a spots girl, so I'm assuming it's, it's the in ring work.
5: Yeah, um, normally it's in ring. Promos get me pissed off, just like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. I can't. I oh my god! I tweeted. I think like this morning. I was like, this storyline has it all. It's racist, homophobic, sexist, and <laughs> So like, you got, the, you got the perfect mix um as so, a baby face too so even better yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um just can like just punch him once and like during the match because it's a street fight so like you can't get in trouble for it and she's like, a heel so she can get away with it but we shouldn't be rooting for her anyway um but i think i'm definitely like an in-ring in-ring person um Overall, my favorite thing in wrestling is representation. Um, I'm a community activist. Like, I I lead Black Lives Matter protests in my state, Little Rhode Island. Um, But if there's no representation, I can't really get behind it, Um, which is why I'm so excited for, like, the Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. I literally was crying when I saw it happen. I was like, there is no way you are going to put all of my favorite young wrestlers (laughs) in the ring at the same time. So, i'm yes. really excited
2: for that also i love to hear that well we're sorry we have to cut these shorts jeremy's gonna kill me because i promised him it <laughs> wouldn't be a marathon and <laughs> an hour and 48 and so he's, tell he's me agreeing you- <laughs> yeah there's no way i'm, I'm not <laughs> posting this again but <laughs> tell people where uh, they can find you and everybody go follow her because she's great
5: <laughs> thank you you guys can follow me on twitter at shell nicole um i'm like i think like 30 followers away from hitting 1k. And if I do it by full gear, I'm going to be doing a giveaway, um, which I'm very, very excited for. So if you guys are interested in that, you guys can follow me. Um, normally, I'll post some takes that are um, lukewarm. I don't have really <laughs> any hot takes, but.
2: Uh... <laughs> hey, I say it all the time. Sometimes everybody thinks a certain way because they kind of should be. So, yeah, like yeah. sometimes hot takes are not like the way to go. But we don't all to have to be
5: Louis Dengor. <laughs> <laughs> Like nobody should be louis james
2: <laughs> and i can promise you jachelle's dot. so go follow her she's such a welcome addition um thank you so much for joining yes. us today, I thank you it.
5: thank you for having me you're so
2: welcome and we're gonna get the cease twins on here really quickly before jeremy has to do this financials call at five and hannah has to go to dinner hi gals how are hi, you hi. <laughs> we've got ellie and emily cease who of course are here and for the ruckus how are you guys
4: good how
2: are you going? Good. good so so glad you could join us this is really fun because Allie's actually training to be a wrestler right so yeah. this is like so much fun to have you on here and my sister doesn't give a crap about wrestling at all i still talk to her about <laughs> it as if she should but i don't have a sister who's a fan so i'm so glad that we also get to have emily on here you guys are always so much fun when you're on streams uh we'll just talk really quick Allie how is training going how did you decide you wanted to do
4: this tell us all about that oh my gosh um training has been going so good um I started training in January so it's almost been a full year and I can't believe that um I should be making my debut soon so oh I'll, let you besties, I'll let you besties know when um, <laughs> thrown up um yeah uh, I decided I wanted to do this um Well, we started loving wrestling in 2008, so we were like nine at the time, Um, and we always gravitated more towards tag teams because being twins, you know, like you always have a tag team partner. Of course, and and, um, so yeah, we always wanted to be like the Hardys, and like then, you know, over time we wanted to be like the Young Bucks, and um, I mean, it's so many great women too we looked up to, um, but I didn't actually decide that I wanted to do this I think I in the back of my mind I always knew because we loved it so much but it wasn't until Sasha Banks um she's my favorite wrestler she um she's the greatest wrestler of all time I had to wear my shirt today (laughs) um um, yeah she she's the reason that I wanted to start running and I just watched her and like her similar stories with Bailey and people like that of who I just like really I just like gravitate towards wrestlers who share the story of, like, oh, I've always wanted to be a wrestler. I love it so much. And they grow up and, you know, they actually, like, do it. So, like, it's amazing to look up to someone like that. And, um, yeah, that's – I decided that um, with their match, their takeover match in Brooklyn, um, that's Bailey and Sasha. And that's when I said, yep, I'm doing this. I was just full on crying watching the match. like, yep, I'm doing this. And, I mean, it took, like, five years for me to actually, you know, get out of the anxiety and, you know, that kind of dark stage I was in, you know, and try to push myself to actually do it. And yeah, that's Sasha Banks is basically the the answer. I love yes. that. And congratulations, <laughs> because that is an intense
2: decision to make. So I'm glad that you followed yes. your heart and your passion. <laughs> um, I, we, I'm so sorry, but like, we're going to have to go, but I do want to let Ellie, Ellie <laughs> loves GCW. And we haven't talked about this on that show at all. And is a huge <laughs> step in Mark as am I what do you I mean, because you guys travel for for some indie shows what yeah. do you love so much about gcw that you're willing to fly across the country or drive uh, not across the country but a decent amount across the country uh it, that what did you fall in love with with deppin and with gcw we'll put deppin over because he deserves it and can't get an roh contract right now so <laughs>
4: um, yeah um i don't know like we went to our first gcw show in gosh like 2019 and we've just made so many friends by going to the shows and, like, even just coming close with, like, you know, some of the talent and stuff. Like, it's just, it's just such a family atmosphere that everyone is just, like, so welcoming. And it just makes you, like, it's so addicting to, like, want to go, like, oh, I want to go to the next one, even though it's, like, 14 hours like, away. Like we're, like, like, we're from Kentucky and we were looking up flights to L.A. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> we can't do it all. But, like. Yeah, it's, it's just so much fun. And, like, everyone just makes you, like, feel like you're part of it when you're there and it, it's, just, it's just so exciting so.
2: i couldn't agree more i love the atmosphere at jcw shows as well it to old people like me a lot of people <laughs> say it feels like old ecw shows there's yeah. a lot of things yeah. in a similar vein there uh kings road wrestling saying these two are the biggest gcw fan it's, it's true uh, I'm feeling old and inadequate with even more awesome young talent on here. <laughs> Two more women just killing it. Absolutely. That's what this has been all about. And of course, Jeremy, <laughs> the king of champion, or the champion, yes. I'm sorry, of Taylor Swift karaoke. Oh my God, she's wearing her Swift. <laughs> as we speak, uh, putting over the Swifty besties. I'm sorry that we've had to cut this short, but tell the people where they can find you real quick.
4: Oh, sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you can find me at all Elite Banks, it's actually misspelled, but who cares? It could be All Elite alley, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever y'all Is it All Elite Banks? All Elite Banks um, on Twitter, Sasha. Um, and on Instagram, I'm um, underscore alley Instagram. So, yeah, follow me there if you want. If you don't, that's fine. Um, I have a
2: Kate-stagrams, so your handle popped me.
4: I was telling her earlier, I'm like, oh, we have similar usernames. We're both stagrams. <laughs> I think you're my queen. <laughs> And Emily,
2: where can we find you? Did I get your handle right, I hope?
4: Yes, yeah, you did. Uh, you can find <laughs> hey! me on Twitter at Relentless Books. So Amazing.
2: Go follow them. Follow all the wonderful guests that we've had on today. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank, thank you to everybody you who stuck thank around. Thank you, thank you Jeremy, you. for not uh, beating me up while I said we weren't going to do a marathon and are very quickly closing in on two hours. You have five minutes to set up for the financials call. Rusty Simpson saying never seen the distraction, but seen Kate was hosting. And we'll watch anything that I'm on, basically, essentially. Thank you so much for saying that. For Super Chat, just to say that, I appreciate that. Every dollar helps what we do. So we appreciate that. I'm so sorry. We really have to go so Jeremy can get to the financials call. Thank you all for your patience. Thank you so much for joining. This was Thank you, everyone. Yes, Yes, thank you so much. This was a blast. We'll see you next time Jeremy and Joe can't show up for work. Yes.